Well, hello and welcome once again to Thinking Theologically. It is me, Luke Morrison, today, and Matt is not here again because he is busy. He's got some stuff going on and just not able to be here. But I wanted to get back on here and get a post out because it's been so long since we've made a podcast, and for that, I apologize. But today, I wanted to bring in Thinking Theologically about the things that are happening in the world right now, about this election in a way. What I want to start out with is a scripture found in Psalm 115. It starts in verse 2 where I want to begin at, and it says, Why should the nation say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Our God is sovereign over all things. Whether we like who gets in the office, whether we like the rulers that get put above us in this election, it's not outside of God's hands. God has a plan, and he has ordained it, and he has structured it. We see this in many, many other scriptures. In Job twelve eighteen, it talks about how God is the one who binds and looses the kings. We see it again back in Psalm 75, 7, where it says that, let me get there to it, I thought I had it, but it's God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. So we know that God is the one who installs, institutes, and places people where they are. That it is God who does this, not so much us. Yes, he will place the people in these places by means of the people, but that's not always the case. We see this, one, when we look in the book of Daniel, what was going on there? Daniel was in captivity. The nation Israel was in captivity. Judah was in captivity because of their failings, their sins. They were brought under a wicked pagan king set up by God to do this as a punishment. They were put there. But Daniel tells King Nebuchadnezzar when he's reading his dream, not reading, but discerning, telling him his dream back, that God is the one who removes kings and sets up kings. That God is one who gives the kingdom and gives the power and gives the might and gives the glory to the rulers who are set up. This is a pagan king that Daniel is talking to. And then again, he tells here in the second dream of Nebuchadnezzar, in chapter 4 of Daniel, he tells him, that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. So we see that God is the one who sets people where they are. We may not understand this. We may not understand this at all. But God is sitting in the heavens ruling all of this as he pleases because he has a divine plan that is working and orchestrating that way. So when we start getting mad, when we start getting angry, especially 
as Christians and we go out there and we start calling the opposite side people by foul names, if we start ridiculing the fact that they're there, if we start doing all of this stuff, one, we're not showing good Christian character. See, to be a Christian, we're to love our neighbors, ourselves. We see that throughout Scripture. We see that starting back in the law that God gave Israel. We see Jesus reiterating that in the Gospels. We see Paul speaking of it in several of his epistles, that the fulfillment of the royal law is to love your neighbor as yourself. We see Peter speaking of it. We see James speaking of it. We see John saying that the love of neighbor is the best. So what we have to look at here is one, God has a plan. He sets people as he does. We don't need to be going around calling people names, ridiculing, criticizing, critiquing in foul, deranged ways because that does not show what a Christian is. Do we have to like per se, who's there? No. We know that the Israelites didn't like so much being under the rule of these other people, these pagan kings, but they were put under the rule of those pagan kings because they failed to do what they were supposed to do. See, we see all through Scripture that God will punish those He loves. In Hebrews, it says He chastises, disciplines those whom He loves. Maybe just maybe there's things happening in this nation of America because the church has not been the church. We have not gone and done what we are supposed to do. We have not stepped out and went and tried to build the body of Christ. Have we shared the gospel of the grace of God with multitudes and multitudes of people? Or have we sat back and complained about the politics? Have we shared the gospel of the grace of God with people that are on the opposite side that we deem, we may think, or we see by our biblical worldview that they're lost? Have we went and shared the gospel of the grace of God with them? Or have we ridiculed them? Have we sought to see the world change, the moral standards of people, their bent in the direction they want to go with life, their thoughts on life in general, where it begins or ends, where it starts? Have we shared the gospel of the grace of God with them and shown them in the scriptures what God, Christ, Holy Spirit has said or have we sat back and ridiculed and condemned and called them murderers and called them other names, called them out of touch, called them behind the times, called them whatever it may be, whichever side of this argument you may be on, or have we tried to share Christ? Or have we sat back and thought that policy, legislation, will bring about the moral change that the nation needs? Have we failed to realize that as human beings, 
this fallen man, we ourselves can't do it. See, our hearts, God tells us back in Genesis 6, when he looked down on man before he called Noah out to build the ark because the flood was coming, he looked down and saw in the hearts of man that they were only evil continually. Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us that our hearts are evil and wicked above all. We're wicked. We're evil. We're fallen. Do you think a man-made legislature or policy is going to bring about the moral change needed? All that happens there is more division, more division. What we need to realize is that we need to quit thinking politically about how to change people and start thinking theologically about how to change people. God has given the directions in his holy scriptures that he has given to us, his word, his revelation to us today, how he speaks to us and guides us. It's right here in his word. We need to go. He tells the disciples back in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. And he tells them again in Acts 1.8 that you will be my witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Paul writes, imitate me as I imitate Christ as he is starting these churches and going and building and proclaiming Christ to all people. That's not legislature. That is the gospel, the grace of God, changing people's hearts, changing their minds, and bringing them into a morality that is directed by the pure and the holy, righteous moral standard holder, God the Father. See, if we're by our own power trying to be the ones who set up men, set up women, set up policy, set up legislature that's supposed to bring about change, we will fail. Because as I started this podcast, the scriptures tell us that God is the one who sets up the rulers, the kings, the presidents, the governors, the senators, the House of Representatives. It is God that does it, not us. He uses the means of us voting and putting them in. But the thing is, he has ordained who is going to be in there. And again, back to this. If the church had been being the church all along in this country, in America, had we been serving Jesus Christ above our own passions. One, this nation wouldn't have got into this relativistic your truth, my truth mentality. It wouldn't have got into this postmodern mindset of where everything is relative. It doesn't matter, you know, 
you can be you, I'll be me, we'll go this way, I'll do that. But if you ever start trying to tell me there is truth and there is a one way, oh, we're done. You're wicked, you're evil, you're not right. See, the church has failed. We started letting that happen instead of standing up and speaking the truth and going and doing it continually, constantly, all over this nation. We got comfortable in our pews. Then our pews started getting empty because we were comfortable in our pews or our chairs or whatever it is. And the church started getting empty. People were walking away and leaving and they were enticed by this satanic, driven, relativistic, cultural mindset from the Enlightenment long time ago because they want to be their own rulers. But Christian, I ask you, are we any better? We keep trying to make a change with a man instead of by God. We have quit thinking theologically and biblically and started thinking politically and materialistically and what can happen here. We got comfortable. We got comfortable. And we lost people because we quit sharing the gospel of the grace of God to all people. We started letting the world run us instead of us worshiping God. Letting God run us and us be in the world. We started trying to change and do things by the world's standards instead of trusting God and following God and listening to God. It is a tough, tough, tough thing. I am just as guilty. So in this message I'm laying out, it is to me as much as it is to anybody. But what I'm trying to drive home is we need to be the church. We need to trust our God that he has a perfect plan. We don't understand it. We don't see the end game goal. We don't see all of it. We don't know all things that are going on. But we do know that every person who is in authority in anywhere is there from God. They are in that position because God placed them there. Romans 13 tells us that the governing authorities are in place. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Jesus tells Pilate that you can't, you have no power over me to kill me unless you've been given this power. And he's talking about God. So the fact of the matter is, regardless of who's in office, as I saw 
a guy say yesterday, we're going to be in for hard times or harder times. But the thing is, whoever is there is there because God is the one who ordained for them to be there. And if we don't like what's happening, if we don't like the things that are going on, we need to step out and start being the church and building disciples and reaching people and letting the gospel, the grace of God, change people's hearts. Not expecting policy or legislature to do it, but expecting the God of creation, the one who created us, the one who gave us Jesus Christ. We need to let him be the one who does it. We need to let him be the one who changes because only he can change people we can't nothing we do can change people only god can change people and the only way to fix all this stuff that is broken is by god changing people's hearts not us but god changing people's hearts so we need to start thinking more theologically and biblically and directing ourselves that direction than being so caught up in politics. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be involved in politics. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that we need to vote our conscience. But the thing is, we need to know ultimately that it's God who changes hearts. So we need to vote the one who has the most biblically aligned policies. But we need to be going out and trying to reach people and change them with the gospel that God has given us. That's what we need to do. Because, as I said at the beginning, our God sits in the heavens and does as he pleases. And he is pleased. I'm not saying he's pleased with things here in America because I don't believe he is. How can we say God bless America when we have done so many atrocities and we do so many wicked things and we do all of these things, and most of it, a lot of it, is claimed to be done in the name of Jesus Christ. We are blaspheming his name. We are using his name in vain that way. So he's not going to do it. So what he was pleased to do is to set problems on us. Problems come sometimes to drive us to him. Difficult as that is to think on. It's what we see in Scripture. So I pray that if you've made it this far in this podcast without turning it off because you become mad at me, I'm not doing this to be mean. I'm not doing this to criticize. And I know it's not a deep theological theological topic, but it is theologically driven because we have to reach people with Jesus Christ. We have to. Because if we're not going to do the job that we were given as the body of Christ, as the church, then what good is it? Because policy and legislature can only tell people what is wrong. It does not make them do what is right. Only God can do that. Law only tells you what is wrong. God through Jesus Christ and his righteousness 
is what will make you and others do what is right. So my prayer is that we will continue to be involved in politics, but do everything through a theological, biblically-based lens and to try our best to reach as many people with the gospel, Jesus Christ, God's grace to all sinners, because that's the only way that anything will change. But I want you to know that no matter who gets in office, God is still in control. That person is there because God has set them there. We don't know the reason, but they're there because God has put them there for some reason. All throughout Scripture, we see that, where people are placed in the ruling way for a reason. We don't understand it, but God knows, and I want to tell you, we can rest fully, completely, totally in God because He is sovereign and He is in control and He is holy and He is righteous and He does not do anything evil and He does not desire evil to happen. But there's already evil in this world and He will utilize evil to bring about His perfect, perfect, perfect plan. And that we can rest in. And with that, I want to end and tell you I am praying for this nation. I am praying for all people who will listen to this. And I pray that I am able to get another podcast out next week for you that will be more theologically driven. But I want to say, God bless. And may you have peace of mind and rest in your heart because God is in control. Thank you and God bless.